like for breakfast? Thing that you already know yeah, is yeah, going to help. Yeah, going to be helpful. Right hey, man. Move, man. Yeah. Hey, Ricky. Nice <laughs> to meet you, man. Yeah, you too. Look what just arrived, Jake. <gasps> the Jesus tea. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I I enjoy this as well. This yes. Thing. Good. Thank is you. The, is this a personalised uh, Lord's one or not? Or is it a general uh, personalized one? Personalised to you, mate. That's just uh, you. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Sweet. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Lewis. And yourself, Ricky. How do you, do you also sell T-shirts? Are you concerned that Jake is going to uh... <laughs> take over? Nice. Similar. It's like a similar path, but like a different yeah. uh, way of doing it. Um, but yes, I do sell T-shirts, hoodies, um, and just a variety of different things. It's actually growing into incense sticks, knits, rugs. Sick. But that's just for over time and evolving from what I'm trying to do as an individual in this society, just trying to make money because obviously I have to. <laughs> and actually, you know, with all this lockdown and COVID being locked in is helping me, you know, just knuckle down with some drawings and talking to people and collaborating and just growing from there and just seeing how is it how it goes. So for me, I'm just going with the flow of, you know, of, yeah, just enjoying it and trying to make a business, you know, consistent. And so far it's done that for about 14 months now. So it's been good to be able to, you know, express my own personal visions rather than, you know, stacking a shelf at Tesco, um, because that's what I had to do for so many years with a vision of something else, another life, another way of what I wanted to live like um, and be, was the way of trying to make myself happy. Um, <clears throat> and that's what's fundamental to me, really, was, you know, not just uh, be, you know, just take any kind of life what comes to you, kind of try and create my own. Um, but in which I also understand people's like to, you know, live a life and just go with the flow. And I completely understand that. But just for me, my flow was shit. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on a pig, I grew up on a pig farm. You know, I had a dad that was he's very um, ignorant. I love him to bits, but he's an ignorant bastard. <laughs> and it was just not that good, to be fair. And the jobs I first had was pig farming. Um, college, I got lost in. <laughs> um, I quit I, not just once, but twice. I went back to the same course twice <laughs> of fashion at Bishop Burton and it just never really kind of, you know, I was so lost. And to be honest, I picked up a magic stick, you know, a little bit of weed. It helped me slow me down. <laughs> um, maybe more content was just bringing money in as a full-time job. And it just gave me time to think and how to really, you know, get to where I want to be. Um, but, you know, I have to say it was all an element of luck as well. It's, you know... I've orchestrated certain things, but some stuff I couldn't have put on a written down right look, Lewis. This is how I want to be. I want to design these things and this is how I'm going to do it. It was, you know, going so wrong to find the right path, if you know what I mean. So it's been an interesting one so far. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain to me and the podcast people as well, yes. I guess? Um, yeah. Like what, what is it that you do? Because I've, I've obviously seen like some of your stuff, but I don't fully understand like what the, yeah, so um, trying to it's, it's also hard for even myself to explain. But what I'll start with is I'm a content curator. So I find rare and unseen uh, imagery um, from online based around the you know topic of photography and fashion um, and just different cultures. And I showcase them to the world. And obviously, 
through doing this, um, it naturally built some followers um, through Instagram, which was a kind of a, a rocky patch. I, you know, decided to work for other people, build them the following, and I kind of got let down massively. That took a, you know a year and a half, two years away, <laughs> but I eventually started. You know, what that did is give me um, the answer. So I thought, right, this is a way to get following. Because like I said, I always had that vision of being some type of designer. So, But I knew at first I had to get some type of following because, you know, it's all good creating something that's just amazing. But if nobody sees it, how are you going to sell it? And sometimes it works for some people. Does You know, some people see it, they share it. And it kind of happens, you know, quite naturally, which is, you know, a basis of luck. And I wanted to really make sure it's going to sell. So my idea was to build a following. And that's where the content curating came in. Um, and I built my own called Cold Archive. And I started with that and for about a year, it got to about, yeah, and within a year, about 70k. But that was with working at a pig farm and I was buying other Instagrams, messaging saying, hey, we please promote my page? Because with the, like I said, working with other people, that gave me the confidence that what I was doing, people enjoyed and they liked the content I was uploading. So I knew if I get to 10, 20k, people would, you know, just follow and follow. And it's much harder to begin on Instagram and maintain. So that was why I just knew I just have to invest at first and eventually it'll do the work for me, if you know what I mean. So that was the first basis in which um, with the with bringing in the followers, that's what's brought in the opportunity to design. Um, so one half is the content curating and then now it's the design to, you know, bring that money in and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, that was a plan and it's kind of going on from there really. <laughs> yeah, like me, me and Lewis met when we were both working at Debenhams, like both hating it. Yeah. Like really. <laughs> I wasn't good at that job. <laughs> yeah. Like neither of us enjoyed it. We'd just like find little corners of the shop floor where we could just kind of stand around and chat yeah, about chat, yeah. things we've seen on YouTube. And yeah, Joe Rogan <laughs> and like psychedelics and all, mm -hmm. all this mm -hmm. stuff, which, which you, there weren't many people at Debenhams who you could have those kind of conversations with. So we would chat quite often. And I remember when you had, when you were working on that um, converting culture yeah, that was the page. first page that I worked for so under somebody else. Yeah, so yeah. you were like, you've obviously had an eye for mm -hmm. like cool things online, and it was at a time where those kind of pages were like still relatively new. Yeah, and, where... it, and I got my confidence from actually just not liking other pages. Like other pages were uploading like these fit pics of hype beasts, you know, that spoiled kind of kids and, you know, something I didn't really like. So it came out of a motivation of just being pissed off at people. Yeah. <laughs> and I even commented on their stuff saying, this is whack, like you seriously need to improve it. And then that's what made, and then, you know, the eye before after that was, holy shit, let's just make one myself. Mm. at the time my girlfriend at the time was like Lewis is stopping a moody bastard like you know who cares what they do <laughs> but this like this is like an example of how, it, how I found it completely by accident I don't know what to, like at this point I, I was buying these really high um high-end vintage pieces from like Ralph Simmons and stuff for you know those 1,200 pounds and stuff ridiculous and I thought if I actually save up and buy these things wear them people would be like you know I don't know that's maybe you know that was one idea to get some following but it was failing massively and I was running around in circles, running to walls. Um, and that's what, yeah, I mean by, you know, it happening by mistake. I didn't know that, you know, uploading, uploading these rare images is going to get me what I wanted. Mm. My foundation, of, you know, following, it was all done by accident. And I think that's where the, it's important if like, you want to do something that's been determined, I think that will bring you to your right answer. And, it, you know, some people will get there in the first time. Some people will get there in the, 
millionth time some people get there the 200th time you know it's it's so unearned you know it's 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 i don't know it's it's um all that to run i don't know i'm not trying to think of the right word to say yeah it's, there's not like a, a set of rules where yeah, exactly. you go to school and you do your sixth form mm, and then yeah. you do uni and then yeah. someone gets you a, like gives you a graduate job yeah exactly. if you're trying to build something that is different from everything mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. you have to kind of do away with what is the rule sort of yeah, yeah yeah um so like and obviously because we've been friends for a while i've seen that change of having conversations where you're like oh do i get a loan to buy this yeah i remember that that was one of our chats thing. i was do I get a loan? To get a loan, yeah. Yeah, to get these like sick clothes, post pictures in them, get a following, and then and then yeah, sell them on. Yeah. But then, but over the months and over the years, it's interesting that you've moved to like scanning rare magazine mm-hmm. pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is almost the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, instead exactly. of thinking, oh, everyone loves a supreme tea, I'll buy one, take a photo, and people will like it. Yeah. You're like right this magazine from China in 93 has got some really sick pictures yeah, of people yeah, like yeah. wearing wild shit. Um, and people are way more interested in, in mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> that was, um, for me, I think just simple like pattern recognition. Like, as I started in this new page, uh, converting culture with, um, you know, several different friends that I didn't actually know in person. I met them online. I just saw they were quite cool and, in my opinion I thought their visions what they were doing were better than other people and I thought they were fundamental to help me be better than these other pages but even then I was I was doing like uploading fit pics and you know similar stuff these other pages were but in my opinion just more uh better um showcasing people that have really you know gone around a charity shop in a you know cheap vintage store spent like 40 pounds for an outfit um and made it look really cool other, you know, but what was happening at Instagram at that time, and it still is, people that can afford, you know, five hundred pound mm-hmm. jackets that yeah. you know their parents are buying for them, they get the respect, and it's not cool. They are the cool people, and I wanted to flip the table on that. Um, um, but through the time of uploading, I, you know, naturally came away from fit pics and I thought that that's not cool anymore, and it's just developed into, you know, like Jake said, scanning rem magazines, um, because I thought that's fundamental to being. You know, no one's going to follow a page that's similar to another one. So I thought I have to be very different, unique, but also understanding and relevant to the audience or the potential future audience mm. of that page. So it was like pattern recognition of, right, that, you know, seeing other pages that are doing it as well, seeing, right, that, that he's scanning, she's scanning, I have to do, I have to get on her level. Um, and I think that's what's been, you know, good for me, just naturally just being able to look at somebody else and think, right, they're doing really well. I need to learn from them. And um, that was very fundamental as well, I think, to me getting to, you know, where I am now. That's, you know, in my opinion, well, nothing nothing at all. It could be gone in a couple of days from anything going wrong. So that's what I've got to do to maintain it. You know, I'm definitely not saying, oh, you know, I've been self-employed for a year now. I've, you know, achieved something. Like, mm. it's, you know, it's not saying, it's wrong to say that I haven't achieved anything, but I'm not being, and not in any way am I getting complacent in any way. <laughs> no, not, you know? not one to rest on your laurels. Yeah. No, I'm just naturally being an anxious and, um, you know, overthinking guy, sensitive. It's uh, That's the perfect cup of tea to, you know, the to this, because I always look at myself thinking, shit, I sound like an idiot there. I, I could have spoke better there. I could have designed better there. I could have, you know, uploaded that better content. And it's brilliant because that's what makes me, you know, good at what I do 
you know, if I was just over cocky and thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm better at this and just not overthinking anything, I wouldn't have nothing, man. So, you know, anxiety for me is a, a wonderful tool. But, you know, if it's overboard, then obviously it becomes something that becomes, you know, in control of you. And I think the idea of maybe one of the best ways is maybe going off topic a little bit, but for people to, you know, help people with these anxieties and um, maybe even, you know, feelings of depression is to understand that it's, um, I think, a completely natural type of emotion. And maybe, you know, it's more, it could be more of, you know, your body's trying to tell you something. Um, and I think, it's, you know, through meditation stuff and just look inside yourself, you can find them answers and it can take time, but um, I think it's a huge tool and people trying to ignore it don't end up really doing much in life. And um, like I said, they can do that, it's fine, not judging anything, but I, you know, for me, that just wasn't an option. Um, yeah, I, th I think me, me and Ricky talk quite a lot about ways to deal with those like mental health things like anxiety and depression especially yeah, yeah. um and we talk about like psychedelics or mm -hmm. meditation those kind of experiences yeah um and i'm always desperately looking for the next thing the next way to like rid myself of these feelings yeah but i feel like it's you're quite good you at do, yeah. harnessing them um yeah, I think that's an element of maybe me being slightly crazy of like, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, smile about them, but it's not in any way <laughs> something to really be good, at, like happy about because mm. for myself with, you know, even though I've got a high work rate, I also, you know, um, don't really think too much on the sides of, you know, like smoking weed. I've smoked it mostly every night for the last five years, six years with a consistency of, a, you know, met a girlfriend saying, um, you know, you need to maybe, you know, show a bit more like discipline and not maybe do it as much and not spend as much money when I didn't have much money. But I, I don't know, I always kind of thought that like that hypersensitivity that we gave me because at these struggle times in life, you know, I get more anxiety from when you smoke or maybe that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it was actually helping me and I could, I didn't fully understand it then, but I could almost like instinct, like just didn't think that that's what, I'm, you know, it's, it's not the weed. I just didn't blame that. I was like, nah, 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 I'm going to get to where I am. But at this time, being honest, I was in a static caravan, you know, on my dad's land. Um, so I couldn't, so I didn't have to pay rent. So I could do these things every day. Um, and it just didn't feel good, you know. And I think, you know, my ex as well, you know, <laughs> looked at things thinking we're in a static caravan. Yeah. You know, you're smoking up every night. Like, not too much, not too much, but I was. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it didn't look good at the time. And I was paranoid about that. But that's also motivated the things for, right, come on, let's do this, let's do it. Um, uh, I think there's yeah. always positive and negative, isn't there? We, again, me and Ricky have discussed mm -hmm. quote unquote bad trips. You can often learn from them. Yeah. And if you're having a negative experience, um, yeah, there might be some, there might be a reason, there might be something that you can take from that. Mm -hmm. And instead of just going, oh, actually, I'm having a bit of a bad time with whatever it is, this activity or this substance, maybe. Yeah. Your kind of decision to learn, like stick with it because I'm getting positives from it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and learn to like skew less negatively rather yeah. rather than me, for example, be like, right, okay, I need to stop doing that because I can't mm -hmm. handle yeah. it. Or, yeah. or like Ricky, again, you're quite good at being able to see, right, there's a good side and a bad side to this. The easy way out is to just stop doing it and then I don't have to deal with any of the negative consequences. But if I 
come at it with a certain mindset, I can actually figure out a way to keep the good things and and learn from the bad things. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, part of some of the issue with, like, mental health conversation at the moment is, like, oh, it's an illness and, like, you have the illness. But also it's, like, connected to your external reality as well. So, like, changing something in your external reality can help the illness, which sounds like that's what Lewis is doing, Mike. Mm-hmm. He's like doing things in the external world to like get rid of the feeling, mm-hmm. which is like a good creative force. But I think like the way like we talk about mental illness at the moment is like, oh, it's an illness that you have and it's like all inside of you and not outside of you, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and it's looked at as like, you know, if anyone experienced a high sensitivity or just with a consistency, it's wrong and something's wrong with them. And that's what I mean by I don't really believe that. And I always kind of relate it to, you know, like, um, I don't know, like a deer, for example, you know, like if they, you know, they um, go into the, I don't know, like say if they're, like to not be preyed upon, they'll have, um, their brain will go into, you know, red alert, they'll be so paranoid when they hear a noise or flicker and they'll mm. be like, holy shit, what's that? And that's mm. exactly the, you know, the feeling of anxiety, overwhelmness. Mm. And what saves with goddamn life? So I, I like to relate that into the tools now. And I think that that feeling is, it's, we have a longer process of it, that, you know, that fear experience it for just that time. And maybe again in a hundred meters or the next mm. day or the next week, but for us, we might have it every single day. But, you know, I think the longer you can kind of keep it as your friends, it will create something. Um, and that could just be with traveling. It could be just anything. But I think that's the, um, the friend you need to find yourself. Um, or maybe maybe not find yourself, find something that keeps you gives you a life that can deal with living with it. So it's worth it, you know. Like mm. if you're, at, um, I've got no disrespect to stacking shelves or people that work at farms and stuff. If you're working for even someone else as well, that's, you know, not giving you much money for how hard you work, and you're having the feelings of anxiety and stuff, it becomes so much harder to deal with that, and be so much harder to say, right, okay, I'm gonna go to work every day and live my life and be happy and go on holiday, you know, with their girlfriend and family, you know, it becomes harder, you know. Um, and I think it's all about trying to create a life where it's just not hard. It's actually you wake up and yeah, you've never still got the anxiety after having so many things because I personally do. But that's what, what I went um, back early by. That's the perfect answer to not being complacent. I love that. Because mm. it's like, I don't even try to not be complacent. It just, I just can't be confident yeah. in what I'm doing. I just, I, I'm just not confident. I'm confident, sorry, but not like happy with stuff too easy at all, like at all. And if I am, maybe the day later, I'm not as much. <laughs> yeah, away. yeah. You're kind of on to the next thing. Yeah, quickly. yeah. Or um, just, you know, maybe thinking a better idea of it or something like that. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it is really kind of a fundamental thing. Um, and I was lucky enough to, again, going back, like when I said when I was like 18, 19, most that started to smoke around then. It just helped me to be, you know, slow me down and I'd listen to podcasts and just other stuff and I'd learn these things at an early age and I think that was good. Um, so when I had these experiences, like the worst experiences of my life, I was, you know, consistency of panic attacks um, in that static caravan. Because I was not happy. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it, it was, yeah, it's, at the same time, like Fight Club teaches a film, like, you know, um, a near-death experience can almost motivate you to a complete extreme level. And one of my mm. favourite scenes is where 
Tyler Durden gets that storekeeper, he's working, that guy's working that liquor store, puts him on his knees and says, I'm going to kill you. But he grabs his wallet, sees stuff, and he's like, what do you want to do in life? While well, he's mm. got his gun to his head. And uh, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that very vividly. Yeah, yeah. And he says, you know, he wants to do something, you know, like a vegetarian or something. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't make your way to be a vegetarian, if I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, veterinarian. Veterinarian, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, um, if you don't do that in the next two weeks, I'm gonna end your life. And yeah, know, he, and then he says shortly after to himself, but you know, mm. in the film, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, says to him, you know, the uh, the next the next morning, his breakfast will taste the best it's ever had ever, ever have been, or yeah. have been whatever. And he's you know, it will hug his wife tighter than ever. He'll appreciate things like you know yeah. so much more. And from these panic attacks, I didn't really feel it at the time, but looking back, 100%, I next day I so revved up to make my life better because I just didn't want to experience that ever again yeah but weirdly enough I never really still didn't think it would be I don't know like maybe mm. not I didn't have much at all but I'd still do it because I felt that like yeah I was very confident in things not really being weed it was me not the weed and I think people blame the weed but I think also that maybe these cases where weed does not help certain individuals but I think on a larger scale it's not usually the weed yeah can motivate someone's i think a week kind of just brings it out you know someone's someone's not dealing with certain emotions i think it just brings it out rather than you know yeah yeah i think that's in the problem yeah i think that's the same with like certainly any substance um from alcohol to mm -hmm. coffee like mm -hmm. i have a big if i have a double shot the coffee of espresso yeah, yeah. i get like anxiety sweats i like, stopped uh, drinking coffee in the morning because like yeah. i was getting really anxious in the mornings and now mm. it's like yeah uh, well I, i'm like in a habit of making myself like a double espresso iced coffee and it's gorgeous i love it mm, it sounds but, nice <laughs> yeah but i'm i was sat on my little microsoft teams uni thing this morning and like chatting away and i'm like jittering and yeah, like my yeah. art i can feel myself sweaty palms and stuff yeah. and i'm like well i feel like i'm on no, the verge of anxiety like, attack yeah, but it's like, yeah it's just me overdoing it and also doing it in the wrong context i don't need a big coffee to sit down at my desk and mm -hmm. talk <laughs> <about> uni <laughs> yeah. you know coffee, it's, yeah, yeah it's just um yeah you need to be a bit more um a bit more targeted mm -hmm. in in when and how and where you use those kind of those kind of things that that change your like your chemistry i guess your internal workings whatever it might be yeah i i also smoked weed every night for three years like yeah that was a while ago <laughs> yeah yeah i well I, i've stopped doing that now mm -hmm. because why so i live with my girlfriend yeah and i work uh but when i was at uni like doing philosophy degree mm -hmm. like that definitely yeah. helped me come up with like way better ideas and just like think in a way more creative way which definitely it definitely improved my performance in philosophy like yeah, definitely. I think it's um, an enhancer drug. I think it benefits certain things and even to levels of exercise and stuff. And also, you know, I've had a joint and not straight away after, but, you know, for maybe an hour, I'll, I'll go for a run and it actually feels good because mm. 
I know maybe I'm completely thinking it wrong, but I think, you know, smoking really increasing your heart rate. Well, as soon as you run a little bit, it's kind of already been increased a little mm. bit. So like, you can run faster, you can run. And, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, as easy as that, but it, it can just be used in so many different ways. And it's, um, you know, it's a special little thing. It's, you know, something I don't, don't think the world's kind of um, realised its full potential. Um, but, um, yeah, and I, but I also do understand that, you know, people do it in different ways, like yourself and, you know, stuff like that. And even me now, I'm way more, um, less of it, I think. Um, you know, his last probably year and a bit, just with how busy I've more become, mm. it's harder to do in like you know, be more. Ex- I can't really, like I said, smoke a joint and then and I'll let uh, go for a run, like see something. I can't like even running, I don't really find much time for. Mm. Um, but like now I've got the ultimate distraction from my life and overthinking and stuff. And every day I've got stuff just to do and do and do, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's never ending. Sometimes it's stressful, but I know that if it disappeared. I would be immensely upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. and I'd be overthinking of these that force again. These demons would, well, they're already back. I would fucking mm. talk to my demons every goddamn day. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> we're fucking friends now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, something that's, uh, yeah, definitely not, it's full potential to not realize for Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, something Terrence McKenney used to talk about a lot. And everyone thinks about like, DMT elves and heroic doses of mushrooms when you think about Terence McKenna but he was also like a big advocate for just kind of um what I guess I guess weed is like a a lesser psychedelic a less intense psychedelic but it certainly has like quite psychedelic properties I think Mm -hmm. Mm um yeah I definitely thought like when I was smoking I would definitely think I'm seeing the truth about certain, lots of certain situations right now. And like the truth about like reality and like weird, like metaphysical shit. But like, it also, yeah, takes you out of yourself and like sees when you're being a dick in like certain situations. Sure. Where... Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, because that's something, yeah. Um, you know, I've, yeah, I think that's, I've noticed this through the years. When I've been smoking, I, I go away from it. It gives you that, like I said, the hypersensitivity that gives you the vulnerability to feel them things and thoughts and they're brilliant like if I've you know been speaking to certain people and I thought shit we can ask about somebody else just completely talk about yourself like I don't I'll think about that and maybe you know not do that next time mm. and I kind of see the characters of I see a pattern where people that smoke weed I always have better conversations with are more understanding you know like and maybe even yeah slightly more nervous people but it's um, in, all in a good way and I think it only comes with that if you know what I mean like, yeah it's like anxious and nervous people are like, you nicer people because that's how you get fucking anxious by thinking isn't it it's by you know, <laughs> left yeah. and right yes and no and just, you know everywhere really but and those the pattern what I do see some people that don't you know just do kind of stupid shit where you kind of think oh, what the fuck are they doing a yeah. little bit not in a bad way not in a bad way but just like you know, they kind of do an action and then trouble kind of comes along and then they realise. Well, I've been someone that I think smokes um, or maybe just, you know, got a good relationship with anxiety and stuff and just got a um, deeper sense of stuff um, kind of like, no, I'm not going to do that because this is going to happen. And I think it, you know, it makes your life more, way more efficient. And I think you just do what you want, you know, you have more, less tolerance to doing what you don't want to do and stuff. And you'll do what you want to do and you know, not kind of fall into certain traps of life. But I think some people do. And one of the best ones, I think, is like, again, no disrespect to these people, but, you know, people have got car finances, 18, 19, 20, as soon as they got some money in and they kind of, you know, should have slowed down and thought, I'll save this money up and not do it yet. 
you know, maybe parents are trying to advise that, but they're not going to maybe listen to that, you know. And um, when I was smoking, yeah, 18, 19, like I said earlier, that, and these podcasts and stuff, you know, and I just hearing someone say that, it was like, shit, okay, Lewis, don't get fallen by that. And today I don't, you know, I still don't drive a car that's, you know, fancy at all. It's just my 350. But really, I don't care. And the target's always kind of been, you know, doing what I want to do. So I can put as much money into it. And also, I always knew I'd be in London, which, you know, happy for myself. I'm moving in a, in a week from today um, or around. So, yeah, you know, that's what that's the part of what I have orchestrated. But like mm. I said, it's been a massive journey of luck as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like, oh, sorry, Rick. No, you, you go. <laughs> you go. I was going to say, you go. All right, I'll go. You go. You go. It's like Hugo. It's like Hugo. Hugo coming in now. Hugo is uh, yeah. also a big <laughs> No, I was going to ask um, about your like creative process and yeah. if you think that'll change going down to London, how you kind of. I'm as a get inspired yeah like because yeah, we should say we ricky said we both sell t-shirts i just sell t-shirts other people have already made worn and thrown away that's how great vintage is but lewis actually designs all his own like stuff um yeah it's um I've, yeah so the minute basically there's nothing that i've kind of you know orchestrated i would say because i always thought to myself right um, not until only a year ago, though, to clarify, but when I was at this um, farming job, I like um, just thought to myself, thinking that, you know, once I got following, before it was vintage, wasn't it? Like, you remember, yeah, and culture, I was doing it's like 70 Yeah, I was going to like, charities and finding cool stuff and selling it for just a little, you know, a little bit extra than what I bought it for. Um, and then kind of other people copied that a little bit, and um, again, don't really blame them. And then um, through the time where I'm to build my own page back up, it was. You know, I've got the idea to print graphics on t-shirts and hoodies. It's simple, quite easily done, and it's good profit margins. And um, you don't even have to charge people much, and you can still get that profit margin. And yeah, and that's obviously what I do today. But this was this is something in which is going to fund a small designer brand that I personally bring out, which will be still called Archive Relevant to, called right. Archive Brand or called Brand. Currently, it's you know called Archive Graphics. And right now, people probably will call the graphics a brand, but it's not. Right. It's just an invest. It's a you know way to invest into something else. But it'll always yeah. remain, and it might actually be my main source of income. But it's just the graphics because in the world of fashion, you know, printing graphics and hoodies isn't the world of fashion. It's yeah, a very yeah. easy and simple thing to do. And someone you don't definitely don't need college or anything for that. Mm. I'm pointing out, you know, like I said I did not nothing of that, so I just learned all myself. But yeah, that's that was the idea behind that, um, and it's still obviously in the process. And I've finally now got these connections with manufacturers, you know, internationally and from uh, UK that can make things, you know, you know, like jackets and such things that are an involvement from, you know, just printing graphics. So that's something I'm very excited to get involved with. Like I said, my own paranoid spot, parts people are like, oh, doing pretty graphics, fucking shit, cunt. you know, like all this stuff. And it's true, probably, yeah, I have been, yeah. You could call me a little bit of Jeff Bezos of fashion a little bit. But I always kind of knew that this would work and bring the money in. And mm. at the current time, we started COVID and having no job, because I could not do that farming job. I just fucking walked out. Mm. I couldn't, just like I did Debenhams and Tesco, I walked out every <laughs> single job I had. Again, not good. I don't advise anyone to do it. I struggled for money after, obviously. It's not again running into walls but like it was um yeah it's something that you know i did know that 
kind of woodwork in it at the time and it kind of well I thought with COVID it might go the opposite way but it actually benefited even more because mm. people were at home but at first I did worry they wouldn't have money um, and it was literally through I, I was running out of money and I came up with this two-phrase design um, inspired from Swan Band you know right. and um, it was yeah it worked for tree and in the two weeks later I got a connection for a retailers in Hong Kong that did end that relationship did end unfortunately certain things going on in Hong Kong you know yeah. very unfortunate to them um, but it was, you know, obviously um, part a bit of confidence and, yeah, it's just grown from there. Um, and now, you know, you know, go to London, I'd like to bring back and work on terms of, you know, photography, promotion and so many different elements of, you know, fashion media, yeah, advertising and stuff, along with what I'm doing, because I haven't been able to do that. And as well, work into the brand. And I also have ideas, you know, called Archive Basics, maybe, and all these other ideas that I still might go into. Mm. But it's... You know, it's all like um, step one, step two, step three of different projects yeah. that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, project one is graphics, project two is called Archive Brand. And project three could be, you know, my own personal, like Lewis James, not called Archive, my own personal name to something and I might design, you know, suits or something or something very different, you know. So and I never want to stop this. And I don't really give a shit about the money as long as I can keep going and just keep investing into stuff. That's what makes me happy. That I really do not want a Gucci fucking jacket. <laughs> I really don't care, you know, driving over London Bridge in a fucking Lamborghini and all this stuff. Like, I'd rather do it on GTA, you know what I mean? Like, having of, well, having a bit of popcorn smoking the blunt. I just don't care. I just don't really want that. And I just want to keep investing, keep creating, mm. whether it's even good or bad, like, fuck the emotion. Like, and I think that's what, as well saying, um, I went wrong in doing is everything I did, I was positive or negative about it all and so emotional about everything. If anyone's doing something, just fucking do it. And if it's just not happening right now, so, so what? Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually, you know, I double up and, and also keep going in that door as well. And just don't look at it emotionally because it's not emotionally. You know, it's not, you know, no one's looking at you bad at it. Maybe your parents might still, you know, why don't you just get a job? Like, well, why don't you just fuck off? It's a lot easier to be less emotional. And I was very emotional. Like, with my dad saying, you know, you shouldn't do this, you're not going to do that, you know, you won't achieve that, and all this stuff. Like, it's not really that cool, but it's, it's something you can't really expect at the same time. Mm. And almost in a weird way, it motivated me more than him probably telling me, oh, go do it, son. Go do right. it, son. Yeah. If you give me some money as well, then I'd probably two months later saying, Daddy, can I have some more money? You know mm. what I mean? So it's I've got to appreciate everything like that. Him being a brutal, nasty bastard. You know what I mean? I'd ask for fucking 50p he won't give me. You know, so, it, you know, it is what it is like that. And I think it's all been, you know, looking back, yeah, it's, you can see how everything is created to where it is now. Mm. Um, and like I said, hopefully I can keep doing this. And I think with some people that, you know, are introverted and stuff like that and, deep I think they can kind of change the ways of life you know what I mean you know yeah. some of the people kind of wake up and just mm. go over the floor say hello to their neighbor go to their work and don't really think anything outside that box or that's that that routine of life but some of us that really can think outside of it mm. you know yeah. and think about stuff they aren't really living in just different lives they can they have the ability to manipulate reality to what they want in my opinion yeah um yeah and I think this is a way of the future I think our younger generations has quickly been more deeper and stuff through the probably the growth of social media and the internet, unlimited access to information, you know, all that stuff. Because right now, you know, this is really what Elon Musk said, but we are much more smarter with our phones, you know, like, and that's just one point I've took from him. That's like every point's from him, you know, but, but you know, it's like, you know, he's right with that. As soon as we want to, if we have like a thought in my head, all I do is Google it. 
and immediately like you know 30 years ago well less than that it wasn't an option and that's changing things much bigger than I think people are expecting so I'm expecting for these you know these younger people to be way more you know high percentage in self-employment and doing their own things and looking after their own back than anyone because the internet is almost like a store for everyone so everyone's got like yeah. a, a showcase something already Mm. you know it's just up to them how they want to use it you can you, can, you don't have to call it a start people do so many different things obviously but you know what i mean someone's got like something there already that they can just showcase to people so that's an idea to sell things you know and, yeah uh do certain yeah do such stuff yeah i yeah i was thinking about this today though like i felt like the internet started like that and it kind of is still that and maybe i was just feeling negative today but and like I loved Instagram and like Twitter and shit and still kind of yeah. do because it is that like platform where you can create whatever you want to create. Mm-hmm. And like people that hate on Instagram and shit like that, it's like you're hating on certain things that certain people are creating. But like yeah. Yeah. it's just your fault for following that type of creation that you don't like. Like there's obviously parts of an open platform which has got shit mm-hmm. creation on it. And yeah. then there's certain parts which have good creation on it. And like, yeah. yeah, obviously in the early days of the internet, it was like this like amazing opportunity to create whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of still that. But then also I feel like there's this element to the internet at the moment where it's just like people like uh, brain dead people just like scrolling and shit. Yeah, and like, it's definitely. Yeah, sorry, I'll let you go on. Sorry, man. But definitely raised a point in which it's definitely, it's, it's not all, you know, positive and you know amazing it's definitely got its ideas and I think this is what I think the separation I mean in terms of like business and doing something like an occupation but personally for people to scroll through and compare 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 it's the worst thing in the world and for happiness and just to be you know content it's literally the worst thing in the world and especially to you know people like you know even like when they cook some of them put it on those stories and I think that's a bit sad like they want that extra you know, I mean, they aren't happy with what's going on, maybe without even realising it. And, you know, mm. so the point you're raising, you know, you're completely right. It's, you know, it's not uh, all, you know, good like that. And I think maybe, you know, it can be organised to be kind of a, you know, maybe like not just business at home, but like, you know, a platform where people can just, you know, not have to be just like creative or something, but like a, you know, showcase of, you know, showcasing you know, just stuff that people, you know, even want to sell or, you know, um, podcasts and just so many different stuff rather than it being personal, that would be better. Um, and I think the idea, you know, when Mark Zuckerberg first created Facebook and it was actually only for his uni, um, you know, at the time, I think that was probably better. I think if it stayed there, it probably would have been better in a way. Obviously, you wouldn't have Instagram and stuff today, but you would, um, or maybe have something similar to it. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think it's a small bracket, you know, let's say the people at your circle mm. um, yeah. have only on there. I think that would be a lot more positive and stuff rather than looking at, you know, like girls looking at the Kardashians and stuff. I don't... Yeah, I, I have noticed that there is like a shift on things like Facebook and Instagram particularly. It is self-promotion and if you're selling something or if you want people to go and look at something you've read or or you've wrote uh, written or you know a podcast um and the kind of social side of it where you'd i mean if i describe to someone now what facebook used to be mm-hmm. where you'd have a little 
Jake is reading a book or like Jake thinks Lil Wayne is sick. Like if, if you yeah. scroll through my posts from like 10 <laughs> years ago, I'd die. I'd die of embarrassment. Oh, but dude, it was a different... It had a, with you on that. Yeah, but Especially I had a, like school's Facebook time. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Awful. Trying to yeah. get attention. I was an idiot. Yeah, mm, yeah because it had a totally different purpose. Um, but that kind of social aspect, saying, saying things that make sense to you, your mates yeah, or like yeah. making fun of a certain teacher or whatever <laughs> you <laughs> it's like moved <laughs> yeah yeah it's moved into like group chats or uh, like discord <laughs> or you can you know all these these new platforms this what i'm trying to say there seems to have been a bit of a di- divergence into you're not using the same platforms anymore for social and promotional side of things we've kind of figured out that instagram is mostly about promotion and it's not actually mm-hmm. about like i remember when um like finding out that all these influencers are are doing these like paid promotions and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kim kardashian isn't actually drinking that bottle of evian because yeah. she's thirsty like someone's paid her 10 grand for, yeah. for the for the post with it yeah oh yeah yeah and it dawns on you and you go actually this isn't real life this isn't a way to kind of chat and keep up with my friends i need a different we need a different platform a different way of doing that um so it's been interesting to see that shift and evolve i think definitely man um you know nothing well it's just crazy if you know but at the same time because it's got it's a system in which he's earning so much money for you know a lot of people and propping a lot of businesses and just you know individuals as well like myself and it'll use it you know i think it's it's not like that the best in a way you know what i mean that it might remain for a long time because of all this you know like um the richer up there getting kind of almost richer with it than it's going to stay, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, whether or not, you know, um, I know obviously they've only just adjusted and they look like the light count off, or is it just an option that you can have now where you don't see the likes or something? Um, yeah, it just says like Jake in and others way that, yeah. instead of like Jake and 752. Yeah. Others, I don't know if it's like you know, straight gone in there. I think it's something that you can click on. I don't know. Right. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I think, I think they've said that's their way of, you know, to benefit the negative sides of this. So people yeah. can, like, because obviously, you know, it's a, it's a sad thing that someone uploads it, you know, of a gender and not all, um, loads something and it gets like 13 likes and they remove it because they're just not happy with themselves because of it. It's sad as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah. I think, um, again, we can go back and say that, you know, things a bit like weed and stuff like can open your mind up to, or maybe just podcasts and some books and mm. something you can read online that can kind of open someone's mind to understand that that's bollocks you know what i mean like what people think and everything like that this you know the outside shell of us is it's you know i mean we don't choose that shit you know what i mean we don't choose who our parents are it just is what it is and that's just that you know what i mean to get involved with that and try editing yourself yeah through makeup or you know for a guy like filters and shit. yes you know and pierce there's so much of a shit like i think you can look in a way where someone's just being creative but that's fair you know what i mean if someone's like look i'm just doing this i don't care what people think who gives a fuck yeah you know what i mean that's cool you know what i mean i have no problem with that but I, what i do have a problem is is like i just said you know someone that's doing it because they just do not feel happy with themselves and they want to get like this you know girl guy whoever 
mm. that has 50k likes and all this shit you know and a bum as big as that or muscles as big as that or clothes whatever yeah none of that's you know beneficial and hopefully you know hopefully we can come away from being fucking monkeys for a second or these people can you know and they can kind of not get you know fall into these traps hopefully you know and I, that's where i think i don't know my you can't obviously do it in school but if we had like a system where people 18 and something can kind of everyone can smoke weed as like a class like not once, <laughs> yeah, not, once not once a week I'll... but everyone just gets stoned and they have an advice everyone's there so you know if anyone gets a bit trippy it's all fine yeah now you we mean... all know no one's gonna die you know what i mean we kind of we <laughs> yeah. all know that um so let's you know it just gets this people get a bit sensitive you know what i mean i think oh shit or maybe a bully that's you know keeps bullying someone so i'll give you yeah. a bit of weed and but holy shit I've, I've been really nasty to this dude man you know i've been really nasty and maybe that could be well you know it's almost like a you know, slight joke really but you know like if something like that could happen it'd be good because i just don't like people falling for um stuff like that and it's but also saying that it's like something you do quite naturally as well so I don't blame these people. I do it and kind of kind of do still if I'm, you know, being completely honest with some of the work that I release. I'm some, some of it, I've been really happy about it because it doesn't get certain attention, mainly because I know if it doesn't get certain engagement, I know maybe it won't, you know, um, revenue certain, you know, certain sales. But at the same time, it is also with the way, oh shit, not many people like that, you know, and it kind of makes me like, can, can change my mood in a second. Yeah. And that's how influenced and powerful it is, whether it's like that or, and even to myself, like, um, did you upload certain photos, but now I just don't like it. I don't even like to get involved with it. And I don't even like showing it anymore. I don't feel even confident doing that. And, you know, kind of hats off to the people that do it, but are they really confident, you know, or is it because they're actually getting certain likes? Yeah, that's their best of what happens right goes, now. Yeah, what yeah. happens when that goes away? Yeah. I think. Yeah, there's like there's a difference between putting up a post, um, and it not doing very well, and you like deleting it. Mm-hmm. But are you like feeling bad about that post, or have you tied it to your own sense of self worth, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and do you actually feel that oh I'm rubbish? Yeah like the post that your social media feed isn't actually a very good representation of you no matter how much you would like to think it is Mm -hmm. so don't be upset if you don't get the kind of reaction that you want um i think it's i think it's difficult to not get wrapped up in how yeah, I think it's very difficult. And I mean, it's natural for people. So, yeah. Like, the question is, is, do some people upload to showcase their stuff or do they upload in to showcase to them? Like, oh, look, look, guys, I did this. Or they did mm. it because they really wanted to. You yeah. know what I mean? Or some, yeah. like, what I've realised arising is almost the showcasing of sexuality. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not really blaming that. I like to see, you know, beautiful girls' ass. Like, fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If guys want to get, like, half naked and stuff, do mm. it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. So I'll get fucking naked. But I think there's a, definitely an increase in people doing this. And I'm part of me, like, just like that soft side of me is like, you know, I hope they're not kind of just be motivated because they see a girl with, who's half naked gets a hell of more attention yeah. than a girl that's really dressed <clears> with jeans sitting in the library. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's one of them. And I hope people don't fall for that too, you know, mm. and start 
taking their clothes off a little bit for that reason. If they want to do it for business and there's the girl showing her ass every day and thinking, right, when I get 50K, I'm going to start selling my paintings. Fucking brilliant. Hats off to her. She's a genius. But yeah, like, it's interesting. You know, she's used her ass for amazing reasons. She's a, you know, yeah. that's, that's manipulation. It's fine. I know you won't trust the girl, but you know, she's, she's a genius. Give her hats off to her. So I'm not judging shit like that, but it's mm. definitely an increase. And if people are doing that, but not having a final plan in there and just doing it for fucking likes, Mm. it's not going to end good and it's going they're going to have some bad spells of you know depression and stuff when shit doesn't really go that well for them and or yeah. even when you get a load of photo and they are half naked and it gets half the attention half the comments they'll kind of straight think to themselves oh fuck's sake Next like, you know, they'll be, know it. yeah, yeah they'll, no one's appreciating me from this and probably getting fucking 20 dick pics a day <laughs> you know like it doesn't make them feel like i'm just in my i'm guessing they're not very filled and um you know that's that I, yeah i hope they don't really fall for that one same with guys, you know, and, you know, non-binary or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's the same for everyone. There's been, especially since the pandemic, there's been, like, an explosion in people having, like, OnlyFans, as mm-hmm. an example. Yeah, OnlyFans, that's the new like, like Yeah, I, like, know quite a lot of people who have got OnlyFans now, and it's, I don't know you, what to you think about it. Have you got it? Well, <laughs> listen, that's only to certain private messages. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> That's it's a, a very exclusive page. It costs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's Bionica. That yeah, that's my alter ego. ego. <laughs> I got plenty of personalities. Yeah, me? but it's interesting to. It's it obviously got pros and cons. I mean, it's good that if if I do want to make an OnlyFans account and make money by like taking pictures. Um. Then I should be able to do that, and there's an element of freedom uh, to it. So, so that's like okay, yeah, this is a good thing. But as a, like we were saying before, it's just another thing that you've wrapped up all your self worth in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it feels really good to have you know a thousand followers on OnlyFans or whatever. Yeah, and it's also making you money and paying your rent. But then you've got a double whammy. If that goes tits up, no pun intended, but if <laughs> it, it fails, not only do you now not have your uh, this income that you're expecting, mm-hmm. but you suddenly, there's more to it because it's it's you. It's like images of you. So now I've lost my job, but I also <laughs> think that like everyone must just, must find me really unattractive suddenly mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so and at the same time it's like what if that, that person individual gets into a relationship what's the value of that you know what I mean let's say if you you know from my perspective you know really fancy this girl you know start dating her you know really really happy about it she tells me that you know she, well gets naked and does a little dance to people yeah you know each and every night I don't know I just suddenly feel that like Maybe that's my own personal opinion. Maybe you know, I can get shot, you know, like told off saying something like that. But it's just that like, I just think that value isn't so much there as you know, as it is. You know, that's yeah, it's of, just like the next partner to see if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's like the next more intimate iteration of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, we've just all the problems we've been saying of, of having this Instagram page as a representation of me. And if I do a post, it's not that post that's failed or succeeded, but it's it's me that's failed and succeeded. Mm-hmm. And the OnlyFans is just like another, you've zoomed in even more. Like it's 
it's even more yeah. me. It's even and more I think personal. Pride is, is, is a real thing, you know, pride and yeah. stuff like that to you know confidence and contentness. Like, you know, if, if for example, when somebody, you know, you know, I can't speak from experience, obviously, but when a murder happens and someone does that, like guessing how they feel, I like 99, well, yeah, 99% of the time probably that person feels extremely bad. He's panicking, heart racing, and struggles for days, probably doing heroin and shit to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, it might be someone's head might be messed up. Yeah. yeah. And not feel that. But not yet. Nine times out of ten, they are going to do that. And already, like that, there's that, there's that straight change from that action, and it can never be taken back. It can never be fixed. They can apologise, and they'll never, ever, ever kind of get over that situation. So what I mean is, is like you know, same kind of might, same elements might go in it with pride. If someone does certain things. Um, can they ever kind of come back from that? If you know what I mean. Um, to they expose herself from such level? Um, will he kind of, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and you know that that's that. But can, you know, someone who does that and stuff kind of feel, you know, like yeah, feel pride and feel that, you know, happiness and almost loyalty and certain things as well. You know. Um. Yeah. It is. Is it the dog? Yeah, yeah. Dog, you think out how to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> I can't contain him. <laughs> a dog that opens the door. Tricky dog. Yeah. Tricky. <laughs> um, I have to go very momentarily. Sure. But quick, quick. Yeah. Um, but I, I do reckon like you should like yeah. I think you've got to like detach yourself from like the fruits of your actions. And also, I am not, like, the person I was one year ago. Like, so if I do something last year and it's bad, I'm a bit like, okay, was that even me that did that? Yeah, it's crazy to look back at last year. Like, like the last few years, I haven't really changed as much without thinking what I'd do. And, you know, the other day, like, little routines of waking up, kind of just getting a single coffee, um doing what I need to do and stuff, you know, not so much has changed, but the decisions and how I look at things, it's, it's crazy, if you know what I mean, to, um, like now, before, like, yeah, I looked at anxiety, it's such a bad thing, now I kind of see it as a, you know, almost my friend, and I, I, I'd always want it to be there, you know, I, I, the last thing I want is to be one of those, um, I may say in a bad way, but just be someone that says something and doesn't think twice about it, and it could be kind of offensive, and not the person won't even realise, and ever realise, or ever look back to think that it was, so, um yeah it's just important to have that level of self-awareness isn't it mm-hmm. and to not just go through life without thinking without without any kind of analyzing of what i'm doing and what other people are doing um but i guess the trick with anxiety is not crippling yourself with with only thoughts like that yeah 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 okay cool i have to go Nice to meet right. you, Lewis. And yourself. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Ricky. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Thank you for the uh, opportunity. Nice one. Cool. All right, guys. listeners. Go follow Cold. <laughs> we'll follow Lincoln, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you later. Tell the story, man. See like for breakfast.